0: Hey friends, welcome to This Could Get Nerdy. I'm Sorrel.
1: And I am Jeff.
0: And this week, we are going to talk about the last movie in Fox's X-Men franchise, Dark Phoenix. Uh, But first, there were a couple things that happened in the geek world. Uh, Jeff, do you want to start off with some show news?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. In the uh, TV show News, um, Swamp Thing was cancelled after one episode.
0: Which... Um, that came as a surprise to me because I was actually uh, looking at the trailers. I was actually really excited for it. It seemed like it would have been really well done. Yeah. Um. And the reviews for it were great. Right?
1: Yeah, it was getting really good reviews mm-hmm. too.
0: Um, um. Do we know the reasoning as to why?
1: Uh, I mean, just combination, I guess, of uh, you know, creative differences, and I guess the people up top kind of being uncomfortable with it. Really? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I really hope, like, HBO maybe picks it up or something.
0: Yeah. Because not it's, not being,
1: CW. Yeah, like it's HBO. being shopped around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I think for the content that we saw on um, in the trailer, I think it would be more better suited for HBO or even FX, like, something, like, with that does kind of cover those like similar type of topics and like kind of that kind of gore level yeah, exactly. i guess like cw i don't think would be able to do it as well
1: no i would just like yeah i would like them to stay away from that whole cw <laughs> uh arrowverse thing that they have going
0: <laughs> yeah no and, and the thing is again just from the trailers like swan thing looked incredibly promising Yep, um and it looked dark and scary but it looked really cool at the same time so i'm not familiar with the entire swamp thing series like the comic book series yeah. but for me it already just looked like something that i'd probably enjoy watching
1: yeah definitely and that really uh, speaks to another kind of bigger issue with, with like what's going on like you know with dc and like warner bros and like at&t in general. Okay. In terms of like, like how they're like handling all these different properties, because
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, like you know also that of course they're not going to be um, at Hall H in uh, San Diego Comic Con this year.
0: Yeah, which is like gonna be because I mean like Marvel doesn't have any mo- new movies other than Far From Home. Um,
1: yeah, because like for Marvel, their big thing is gonna be I guess I think it's D twenty three. Where they're kind of gonna show, you know, that's when they're gonna show like, like the, the previous news, the for the new, shows, yeah, yeah, like the new slate of like of the upcoming films and stuff, as well as everything that's going on with mm-hmm. uh, Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, um, actually, so speaking back or going back to the Marvel discussions, I know that there was rumors floating around that Fantastic Four could potentially be slated for a 2022 release.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I don't know. I mean, it's been done like twice already.
1: Yeah. Well, Um, they can't do an origin story at this point. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) mm -hmm. But there seems to be a lot of fan casting for Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Yes. I'm all for that. Right?
1: Yeah. I love it. Was his beard? I'm all for that.
0: No, but I think that they would make an amazing pair. And they obviously have great chemistry on screen, off screen. Naturally. Um. You know, like again, like in the quiet place, they were both great. Um, and Emily Blunt, I think she, I think for me, like Emily Blunt needs to be in a comic book movie, yeah, just because, um, Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, like her great her her guns in in those in that movie was just amazing. Oh, yeah,
1: I know you were very impressed when you saw her,
0: kind (laughs) of like her muscles, yeah, like damn. Damn. Yeah. This is why she didn't go to France in Devil Wears Prada is because she was busy working out. <laughs> um,
1: Got to save the world as Tom Cruise, right?
0: Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I'd be down for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if John Krasinski or Emily Blunt have ever expressed interest. I think it's just fan casting. Yeah. But would be 100% down if they did that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Continuing on with Marvel, Jessica Jones released their final season trailer. So it's season three. Yes, Um, the
1: last of the Netflix Marvel shows. (laughs) Uh,
0: Season one, honestly, for me, was incredibly solid. And having David Tennant, obviously the David Tennant I know and I'm familiar with is the Tenth Doctor in Doctor Who. So I'm used to him being more like lighthearted and... And geeky and, you know, dorky and stuff. But um, David Tennant as Kilgrave was pretty chilling. Yeah. And he was a great foe to um, Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones. And I think season one was incredibly solid. Um, Season two, I'm not going to lie, I have not... I haven't even started. Oh, you haven't even
1: started. I think I saw, like, I think I saw maybe, like, the
0: first episode, and then I was kind of, like...
1: That was it? That's where you checked out?
0: I don't know. I just, like, for some reason, I just... I wasn't feeling it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, I maybe checked out maybe halfway.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: also, sadly,
0: didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel admit. like that that's what happened with all of... From, well, for me, at least, I think that's what happened with all of the Netflix Marvel series. Yeah. Where, like... Season 1 was incredibly strong for both um, Daredevil. Not all of them. No, no. But, (laughs) But, like, season 1 was very strong for Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah. They had solid performances from their villains and heroes. Obviously, Vincent D'Onofrio really kind of put himself back on the map. Like, I'm not going to say on the map because he's he's a seasoned actor for sure. Of course. Um, But kind of seeing him as Kingpin is kind of the thing that I think grew his fan base a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Mahershala Ali, I will just love anything that that, that man is in. I think
1: yeah, he's, carrying those first couple episodes.
0: Yeah, I think he's incredibly strong. And then again, um, with Jessica Jones, they had, I think those three premiere seasons had incredibly strong villains. Yeah. And they knew how to use them as like a good kind of balance between the heroes. Exactly. I'm not going to say anything about Iron Fist, only because number why one, why not? <laughs> I haven't seen it.
1: You haven't seen it. I have not. I didn't force you to watch it at some point for mm-hmm. like for laughs. No, really.
0: I just I couldn't take it seriously, and I think <sighs> it's also the cr- what
1: can you not take seriously about him? It was also
0: the critic reactions. I just,
1: uh-huh. oh, I think you, it, you let it, that get to you.
0: Well, it helped. It definitely helped shape my disinterest in it. Fair enough. Um, so I think that's why, and even Defenders, he, he wasn't awful in Defenders, but I think it was because he was more supporting than he was a lead.
1: Yeah. He was a lot better in that as a, as a, as a supporting uh, character, as opposed to being the lead guy, Mm -hmm. especially when they're kind of like making fun of him a bit. Yeah. It it worked for him. Like the
0: Richie Rich, like, oh yeah, I spent like one year in India. So I know how to be (laughs) like super, like, I know how to be like a yoga teacher or something kind of attitude. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but you know the thing is, is again, I haven't seen any of season two for Jessica Jones, so I can't even speak to, I guess, show any kind of excitement for this. Yeah, um, I do want to see how it wraps up, considering it is the last of the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, um,
1: um no, definitely. I mean, yeah, for me, I do, I do want to see, I guess, how it ends. But at the same time, it's really hard for me to have that much interest or excitement,
0: knowing it it's at not, this point. knowing that it's
1: like it. very similar to the whole X Men stuff as well, knowing that like this is literally going to be it, and it's not, you know, really going anywhere mm-hmm. afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. So it's
0: it just sucks because I mean like obviously not saying anything bad about the actors because I think the actors are really great like it mm-hmm. it was really good casting for how um, the Jessica Jones series was being written like Kristen Ritter is amazing I just think that given the whole Netflix Marvel and then Marvel like Disney streaming service type of thing we kind of knew it was coming yeah, yeah you know we knew that like as soon as Disney announced their streaming service and they were gonna have all of Marvel movies there we knew that we were definitely going to say goodbye to all of the Netflix shows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did I they? know um, originally, like, I I really liked the first season of The Punisher. mm mm-hmm. um, But, like, the second season, you could tell they really, like, dialed back Yeah, a lot from what made the first season so good. Yeah. And, like, after that, I just, I was just, I kind of was done.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it sucks because, again, like, Netflix had it really well with Jon Bernthal. Yeah. You know? And he, I think he was a really great um even anti-hero um for season two of daredevil Mm. he Mm. was great but i think again just with the whole like streaming service and stuff like i don't know like are they gonna make it more disney are they gonna even are we gonna see like daredevil again eventually like who knows Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah probably not for a little while but I imagine he'll show up at some point. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. Let me just mention then, um moving off the uh, like the Marvel uh, stuff and into something which you probably got a little more excited about, which was that uh, Wonder Woman poster.
0: My wife <laughs> looked so great. My beautiful cinnamon bun, too pure for this world. Uh, <laughs> I love Gal Gadot so much, like obsessed. She's really. She is. Beautiful. She is wonderful. She is just I just love her. I just love her. If she's ever like listening to this, first of all, I die. But all I want in this life before I go, before I pass, is to just have a hug from her.
1: That's
0: just, it. Yeah. I just want a dorky moment with her. Cause she Aww. seems like that fun kind of dorky person yeah, too, yeah From no, like definitely. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um like my favorite one was when they were when her and crisp pine were, i'm um, doing promo for the first wonder woman movie and then she, there was like a weird spongebob moment oh yeah yeah that was like i was just like she's so cute <laughs> my pure my cinnamon bun too pure for this world
1: but enough about her what did you actually think of the poster
0: <laughs> yeah so uh probably yeah a couple of days ago um and that was when i found out that uh, DC wasn't going to have a presence at Hall Age's at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, they released a new poster for um, the new Wonder Woman movie. And yeah. yeah, it's all gold. And like, it's just her in like a gold suit. And then like just kind of a whole bunch of colors in the background. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it yeah looked, I know. It totally really new, cool. but looked really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And it was also sort of similar to um, an outfit that she um, had on in uh, Kingdom Come. Okay. Where it's kind of like, you know, it was like all gold and there's sort of like some like eagle stuff as well in the wings.
0: So I think, cause I remember there was a small preview of what they were, what we were going to see in this movie. So she's still technically donning the old Wonder Woman costume that we're used to. Is this something that, do you think that we're going to see towards uh, the end of like the last act, maybe? Or is this going to be like, yeah. I don't know, like for me, especially like with these costumes like i don't know what it means for like the next movie is this going to be like her new costume that she's going to wear throughout the entire movie or is this something that yeah it's going to reveal that she's going to wear it like later on
1: yeah i would probably guess she'd wear it more in the uh near the end of the movie
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but no it looks great um definitely excited and yeah in 2020 um, I'm still incredibly excited. The one thing I'm super, super excited to see is uh, Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. as Chitara. Um,
1: Cheetah?
0: Cheetah, sorry. Chitara is from... I'm like no, looking at you Cheetara like, what are you talking about, y'all? <laughs> 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 Wait, what is that? Wait, what? No, I think it's from Thundercats. Oh. But no, yeah. Thundercats mean, go. I'm excited to see her as Barbara um, from as Cheetah because obviously Kristen Wiig, we all know her from SNL. We've all seen her in like kind of funny roles. And she's, been, she's done serious um, roles before, mm-hmm. but she's never done like a villain role. So I'm kind of curious to see um, how that would look like. I think for me, I'm just like, I just want to see a trailer.
1: Yeah. I just want to see like what, yeah, like what like Cheetah actually like looks like and like yeah. the actual like physicality of it.
0: Cause right now all and... we saw is like her in her civilian clothing. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't know the full story of that as well. Mm-hmm. So, but is it is going to take place in the 80s. So there's definitely going to be a lot of really cool and fun fashion. Yeah. So I'm excited. Love it. <laughs> and then there was another trailer that came out, which was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which is produced by Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because I grew up with these. Uh, this is a Canadian staple i think yeah i
1: don't know how i missed this when i was a kid which is
0: weird because you love horror movies
1: yeah like i was really in like i read all the like the goosebumps books when i was a kid
0: oh no like this is this is goosebumps on crack yeah yeah so scary stories to tell in the dark was i think three i could be wrong like maybe about three anthology book series Mm -hmm. and it just had different short stories about uh, Harold. So Harold was this kind of gangly looking scarecrow yeah. that turned out to be like a real person. There's this woman who was looking for her missing toe. Um, there is one where it, it's, it's, it happens a lot in urban legends where there's like a bump on a woman's face and then she like squeezes it and out come like baby spiders <laughs> growing in her face. Yeah. Um, we
1: saw a bit of that in this trailer. mm
0: mm-hmm. So the movie actually centers around a town that is cursed by an evil witch, and she writes these stories, and the stories come to life. So it is very similar to the Goosebumps movies, mm-hmm. but because Guillermo del Toro is in it, like is inc- like Involved. part of the you know creation of this. This is definitely not a happy-go-lucky. Take your kids to go see this oh, Goosebumps no? movie. <laughs> no, it is dark and it, it is intense. It's probably, I want to say, there's there's It mm. and then there's Goosebumps. And Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, I feel, is like right in the center of that.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: it does have like, the funny kitty moments, but then it also has, like, the, this is not, yeah this is not something that you, you watch in the dark. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah,
1: well, um, yeah, I didn't know anything about, like, this beforehand, but, I mean, after watching the trailers and your excitement for it, it's definitely got me to, you know.
0: Which, again, for me, I don't understand because you, like, yeah. <laughs> you watch so many horror movies and to all the Canadians out there, this was a stable in, like, elementary school. right. Like, at the library like you had like the um soft covers of like scary stories to tell in the dark yeah yeah. like as soon as I saw Harold I'm like oh my god they're gonna have Harold in this Uh um (laughs) it just and what I like about it is again if you have read the series you know that there's illustrations that are included in the books and Guillermo del Toro what he did really well with this and what the creative team did really well with this is they managed to bring it to live action and yeah. still managed to make it look like the illustrations, which for me the illustrations were very dark and creepy and scary. So he, yeah, they successfully brought it to life without, you know, Sonic hedgehogging it. Sonic the hedgehogging it Sonic up. Sonic the right? hedgehogging
1: it. <laughs> Sonicking
0: it. Yeah, if you if you want so... <laughs> to know about it. Turn something really good into really bad. You just use Sonic the Hedgehog movie as an example.
1: Oh God, that poor movie.
0: <laughs> and you know, obviously, there is definitely a lot of news because there was also gaming news.
1: Yeah, it's a big, uh, big weekend um, with E3 mm-hmm. and all the uh, different, or well, most of the um, major, um, you know, gaming companies and like consoles having mm-hmm. a press conference. Um, of course, PlayStation did not have one; isn't going to have one. But um, I mean, Xbox had one. Um, but
0: I feel like um, PlayStation's still riding off that high from like Spider Man, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's the same. just taking a break. Um, in terms of like, especially with like Microsoft um, unveiling like their new Xbox thing okay project project scarlet which i mean for me i'm not i i'm not really looking forward to a new console at this point like <laughs> i, I have one no yeah i have an xbox i just recently got like a switch and like if i'm being honest here i play my switch way more than my xbox at this we point. will
0: have no space in our place for this
1: no i mean i don't know i mean well, this easy um that sega genesis uh retro console is also coming out soon
0: really i
1: uh, wish i wish i I'm, i want i want to get that one <laughs>
0: noted uh, huh
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah hint hint um no but uh microsoft besides uh i mean i'm not really excited about the console but they did unveil a couple of games which i am interested in uh the first one being uh, i was very surprised by this because obviously i didn't we didn't like know that this was even a game but um the uh, blair witch game is actually going to be coming out
0: so a game that i will not be playing
1: <laughs> or you'll watch me play i guess
0: listen the games that i enjoy are like just dance Ugh. um big props to jeff for getting me just dance
1: <laughs> well like, i guys thankfully i didn't have to spend full price
0: for it so like it's the, all right the darkest game that i could possibly play um is batman arkham asylum <laughs> that's it
1: <laughs> just because it's at night
0: just because it's at night right. um and it had creepy elements but that's it like i can't play a blair witch game yeah i may no. just observe but that's it
1: yeah i know it looks it looks really good Mm-hmm. Um I just, I just I just love like the whole Blair Witch lore in general. It's really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um obviously loving the first movie. Um the second movie was it has some like charming elements for me, I'm going to say. Like I know it's it's a bad movie, mm-hmm. but it's just so cheesy and fun at times. I don't know, I just kind of like it. Um obviously the most recent one wasn't amazing, but it was, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of scratched that itch for me, yeah. I guess you could say.
0: Um, um and then there's also Keanu Reeves made an appearance too.
1: Yeah. Somewhere. So there's this game, a uh, little game, Cyberpunk uh, 2077, um, which we've we've been hearing about for like years now at this point. Mm-hmm. And so we had no idea like what we we're going to see at this point. Um, you know, hopefully hopefully it's more like, you know, gameplay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then at the end of the uh, trailer, we had uh, Keanu Reeves. And then he showed up on the stage and he was just like interacting with all the people. And it was like, I don't know. It was so amazing. <laughs> just seeing like him being himself, like on the stage, talking to people mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think at one point he mentioned like, oh, you know, it's like breathtaking. And then someone in the audience shouted, you're breathtaking. <laughs> 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 it was really good. I don't know. And okay. just having him involved in your project at all was like, I'm sold. Okay. Keanu Reeves
0: is another cinnamon bun who is too pure for this world. <laughs> um, and then there's also, before we go to the other one, there is another one between, it's called Elden Ring, which is a collaboration between George R.R. R. Martin and the developers of Dark Souls. Yeah. So that one was shown at the Microsoft press conference today, and that's from, um, I might butcher the name, I'm really sorry if I do, but Heide Taka Miyazaki and then George R.R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. So... I think, you know, that one is also kind of exciting, especially with George R. R-, R- Martin being yeah, involved. Yeah, involved in
1: something. It's yeah. not Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. Um, and then for all the Star Wars fans out there, yet another Star Wars game coming out.
1: Yes, but yeah. So um, they showed um, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which, I mean, for me now, like EA has had a bad track record for mm-hmm. a while with gamers, especially with, like, battlefront games recently Mm -hmm. so i know a lot of people were definitely you know hesitant about like trusting this game but like the trailer looks really good and it's and it's supposed to be like a solo campaign so there's Mm -hmm. not gonna be all that like multiplayer stuff and pray hopefully no like not too many of the uh, microtransaction stuff which everyone hates Mm -hmm. and just like a cool like solo story in the Mm -hmm. star wars universe Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so i mean for now i'm hopeful i you know it looks really good
0: (laughs) yeah so I mean, you know, obviously you're gonna get the Blair Witch game. Do you think you're gonna get? Yeah, the Star August Wars
1: Yeah, August 30th. One? I'm I'm there. I'm yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you think you're gonna get the Star Wars game?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll probably get it, but just, I I'm gonna wait for reviews
0: mm-hmm.
1: just because of that EA factor.
0: But Blair Witch for sure. Hundred. Blair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. August. Th- I already got. I already got the date marked down. I'm there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, any other games that you might pick up from E3?
1: Uh, I mean, it's still early in the um, you know in the show, so um, there's a lot more to come. Yeah, um, you know, we still still haven't seen a Nintendo one. Um, I'm still looking forward to see if Bethesda can somehow uh, redeem itself from Fallout 76 and all that mess.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, I'll, I'll, we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, then we'll stay tuned because we'll probably talk about it in future episodes. So now it's time for us to talk about X Men: Dark Phoenix. If you haven't seen it and you want to wait to watch it, then um, you know feel free to bookmark this episode for later. But we will, because we will be talking about major spoilers. We're going to talk about some major plot events for this. Um, starting right off the bat, critics' reaction to this movie was not—it was
1: not of, favorable. No,
0: <laughs> no, and um. That's why I was a little bit hesitant to watch this movie. I mean, I was excited because I do like Sophie Turner and um, And why
1: do you like Sophie Turner? She's amazing.
0: I will go into that later. Okay. But <laughs> you know, for me, um out of all of the X-Men, I think from Phoenix is one of my favorite characters. Like Jean Grey is one of my favorite characters and yeah. her powers are definitely one's I would love to have.
1: I mean, who wouldn't love to have her yeah. powers, really?
0: Um, because you can con- you can control pretty much everything and anything, um, especially given how strong she is, is immune already even before the Phoenix Force. Yeah. But the Phoenix Saga, I remember. Obviously, I'm not too well versed with the comic storyline of it, but I am familiar with like from the '90s show. Um, the when great she cartoon did, when she did become the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um. So I do remember that. So to kind of see it get translated into live action, I was obviously very um, curious and she did a really good job for her role in apocalypse. Right.
1: Um, Yeah. You could say that if you want, if I want, (laughs) (laughs) if you want, I don't know. We may have different opinions on that, but that's fine. But not to criticize the actress herself, but
0: no, but I know, you know, critic reaction to this movie was not nice at all no um,
1: um they didn't pull any punches <laughs>
0: no and it was
1: unfortunate too because like i don't know going in or not going in but the build-up to this movie it's always it's hard to get excited knowing obviously the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. but still you know another x-men movie you know i still kind of i really wanted this movie to at least be decent
0: mm-hmm. or at
1: least like redeem itself a bit from whatever apocalypse was yeah you know
0: that was a very dark chapter it was- <laughs> in the series but domestic so the budget for this movie was 200 million um domestic had 33 million but international did really well um international had 107 million yeah. bringing the worldwide total to 140 million for the opening weekend so i mean bad but not not too bad yeah I so guess. i mean
1: only bringing in like you know a little over 30 million like domestic is not great and i think it was like something like a 50 percent drop from uh, the previous movie mm-hmm. which is that's i mean it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah but that was in inter- international markets really uh really cleaned up
0: <laughs> yeah no and i feel like sometimes international markets are always a lot more
1: no well I mean, at,
0: with movies
1: yeah right? well i mean at this point like at this point the international markets are like bigger mm-hmm. like than the like u.s and yeah. like you know
0: yeah well i mean you know there's obviously reasons why they do big asian premieres and european premieres
1: yeah exactly right?
0: um but for you like what were your kind of general general thoughts on this
1: so general thoughts um i know early on in the movie i was kind of thinking to myself like you know this isn't that bad mm-hmm. i kind i don't hate this <laughs> right mm-hmm. It was it was a weird feeling because i was like you know, I, I had zero expectations at this point. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to just be total garbage mm-hmm. and just to, like, groan throughout the whole movie. Well,
0: you know what? Also, because, like, everything we've heard from the critics, but also because this was the last installment from the Fox franchise of it, yeah. right? Um, because Marvel has finally acquired rights to get X-Men back yeah. into the MCU or into the MCU. Yes. Um so for me I was thinking that it was definitely going to be sped up or is going to get lazy yeah um and stuff but I it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be yeah was... you know I actually did like it and it did have some really good moments um yeah I mean I think it's again it's obviously not the Dark Phoenix storyline that I was used to in the comics
1: yeah nowhere close
0: <laughs> but it did good for, I think the capacity that it was able to have.
1: Yeah. It would, you say it, it was, well, no, what do you say? You would say it was definitely better than uh, the last stand. <laughs> and yeah. they're obviously, yeah, they're, you know,
0: they're, very, this was
1: like their second, like kick of the can of the dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. stuff.
0: And, um, well, because I think at the last Stand it was like a subplot to the entire story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was like a centralized plot for this one. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the one thing that I was kind of surprised with is how, I mean, I, like, I was surprised, but I wasn't. I was with, like, Mystique's death and how soon it was in the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I really wish for that. Like, I know they re- they spoiled it right off the bat, kind of, um, with the trailers. They and, like, of- the director didn't even, like, you know, hold back. Like, he literally said, yeah, you know, we kill her.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also because, like, I think Jennifer Lawrence is just kind of done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think
1: a lot of these actors are done with this franchise. Yeah. But, Um, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you you can can, tell.
0: Well, you can tell just with her makeup, right? Just the makeup alone. It's like, I don't know, like, this one was like, oh, right? Um,
1: Yeah, like, we never got, obviously, like, a full body shot of her.
0: No, and for me, that's what I liked about the original trilogy is how Mystique looked very reptilian in the original movies yeah um, and how like kind of cat like she was and i think that she was a really great villain Mm -hmm. in the original trilogy and i think for this one they really just shifted everything to make her an anti-hero
1: yeah Um, or make her just like the hero in general of the mm x-men it's because of obviously when they first brought her in was first class and then her star kind of blew up yeah right and so they sort of had to make her a little more of the central focus Mm-hmm. um which i know it was unfortunate how that worked out
0: <laughs> yeah it it sucks because i mean the obviously for when it came out the original trilogy wasn't awful and again like i really enjoyed Rebe- rebecca Romaine's, you know performance as mystique i think she Loved was it. really great oh yeah right um and just even, like, how, like, silent but deadly yeah. she was. I think she was really cool with that. Um, Yeah, it, it sucks that, like... I don't know if it's because Gen- it, it was Jennifer Lawrence and she, you know, didn't want to play the character anymore, but they had so many great actors in this entire franchise that I feel like that they really underused them. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Yeah, there's... Obviously... You know, you had, like, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy really kind of carrying the last little bit of this franchise. And yeah. And they're great. No, yeah.
1: They're you amazing. know,
0: especially, like, Michael Fassbender I love as Michael Magneto. Fassbender. It, he's awesome.
1: Yeah, like, just get me, like, a solo, like, Magneto movie of him.
0: Yeah, I would 100% I would, yeah, watch
1: Yeah, take that. all my money.
0: <laughs> 100% watch that. Because he he does have that nice balance. Yeah. Um, you know, to James McElroy's version of Charles Xavier. Yeah. You know? Um, and there are times when you kind of side more with Magneto than you do with um, Xavier in this. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's not exactly wrong. It's just sometimes the ways he goes about things might not be, you know, looked at as <laughs> morally or, you know.
0: Yeah. Because I think for him, obviously, like the way that he had grown up and the way that Charles had grown up was totally different. Of course. Um, so you you do understand why he's more protective over mutants than he is over wanting to be more cooperative with humans and mutants. Yeah. Right? Whereas Charles Xavier is always kind of seen like a symbiotic relationship between the two of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in this one, you kind of see a little bit of a darker version of Charles Xavier because he's really... Loving the spotlight,
1: yeah, and he's just all up in his own ego, yeah. And it seemed like every scene he was in, he always had like a bottle of something, or he was drinking yeah. something at like every scene. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how that like how he managed to get that, but it's like every scene there was like an empty glass, or something was like you know, or he was
0: pouring a glass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy was here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate uh, you, <laughs> but. Yeah, I just, again, like, they have a lot of really great actors in this franchise that was underused. I mean, so for Sophie Turner is a great actress. Obviously, everyone, majority of people are more fami- familiar with her in Game of Thrones. But this being her first kind of standalone as a lead actress, mm. she's pretty solid. And I like, I like how the Dark Phoenix looked in this. Like, you can tell when the Dark Phoenix was coming out because like her veins and stuff look like it was kind of like you know, like fire. Yeah. Right. And even her eyes. Um, but she did really well kind of balancing between the vulnerability of Jean Gray and then like the confidence of like the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Right. Um
1: Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought she did a really good job. Um I like that see I like where um when they were talking to her like in interviews mm-hmm. and like when they're asking like talking about how like she got to like, you know, cry or like be happy for certain scenes. And I'm um, a second. Slave would like take away her jewel Ugh. or give it back to her to make her happy.
0: <laughs> Never have I related to a woman more <laughs> in my entire <laughs> life than Sophie Turner when her vape is taking away. (laughs) Um,
1: I mean, whatever gets her to cry, I guess on command, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, take my, take my vape away. I'll cry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I mean, yeah, we'll add that to like a million other things to make you cry. (laughs)
0: Um, But no, I mean, it was really good. And her reaction to um, Mystique's death, Mystique's death was surprisingly emotional for me too. Really? Right. Just, I think, It was just more of how the characters responded to it. Mm -hmm. Like Beast. Yeah. um, How he responded to, you know, to her death. Um, Because obviously, you know, first class, you kind of see them flirting every now and then Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then they're kind of, are they going to be a, a thing in like the next movie and stuff? But I think that, you know, Like, the reaction that they have, like, this love for each other, you know, and they were actually, in the movie, they were talking about, you know, walking away from this, right? Walking away and just living their lives, right? Yeah. Because I think that, at least for this version of Mystique, that's all she wanted, is she just wanted to be able to be left alone by humans and not considered a threat all the time or not have the attention on her.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And, you know... So it sucks that she didn't get that version of, um, you know, a happy ending. But there was also, like, for me, that I found that there was a lack of development with, like, the relationship between Peter Maximoff and Eric Luncher. So Quicksilver and Magneto.
1: Yeah, we got none of that.
0: Yeah, because it was hinted in Days of Future. So obviously, Days of Future Pass, it was more than confirmed that, you know, Eric was Peter's dad right um and then in an apocalypse it looked like peter wanted to tell him that like hey i'm your kid yeah but then we like we didn't see any of that at all like there was there was no quicksilver or magneto moment yeah we moment. never
1: got that payoff at all which was like i don't know it's it's, it's unfortunate it's like because obviously we know their relationship mm-hmm. like you know in a and stuff and like but they just, I know, because it's kind of, it was always kind of awkward the way they sort of added like Quicksilver like into this, mm-hmm. like into the Fox, you know, mm-hmm. movies in general. It's because it was sort of almost more of like an F to Marvel. Like was the right. whole, like was, because obviously they, you know, they both had Quicksilver, right? Yeah. And so for them, you know, he wasn't really like, he wasn't really a big, going to be a big character. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, and he's just kind of there f- to have his like one sort of like flashy scene yeah he just like races around yeah then as they're in that they just kind of like
0: just kind of push yeah. him off to the side <laughs> yeah again. Exactly. we
1: don't we don't need your powers anymore it would be you. really helpful though but just yeah just sit this one out
0: yeah but for me it's like because um again if you look at like magneto's stories Within that franchise, and especially in Apocalypse, you know he had he had a family, he had a wife and daughter, right? Hmm. So for him, like I don't know, I would have really loved to see that realization that he ha- he does have another son, and he can kind of try to have a relationship with him. Yeah, right? but we didn't get any of that in um, X Men Dark Phoenix. We did get a really cool cameo. It's very probably like less than a minute scene, but we saw the Dazzler.
2: Yeah, that was cool. Which is really
0: cool. Yeah. Um, and she was in her full like blue eyed, like kind of, um, you know, kinetic power energy. Like I loved it. It was really cool to see. Because we yeah. did see a small glimpse of, her, not her, but like we did men- get a mention of her um, in Apocalypse when like, all the kids went to the mall and stuff and um cyclops showed like a record of the dazzler yeah that but was... we never saw anything else
1: yeah so yeah so it was nice that we did get a little payoff of that mm-hmm. um i was i really i would like to see a couple other you know cameos as well mm-hmm. um like, unfortunately i mean anyone really i don't know any x-men i mean even th- even just throwing out psylocke again just because I, as she rolls her eyes.
0: <laughs> you know what? You know who, like, even in Apocalypse, like, the the one, another one who didn't get, really get a, like, a nice payoff was Jubilee.
2: Yeah.
0: We didn't even get to see Jubilee use her powers in Apocalypse. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah, she looked like Jubilee, but, like, she wasn't able to use her powers. And for me, I'm just like, what's the point of having her there if you're not going to show, you know, her abilities? Yeah, no, right? exactly. Especially because, like, at least in the '90s show, like Jubilee was a great central character and a member of the X Men. Yeah. Um. So Jeff, like, obviously you're more, you're more familiar with the comics than I am, but like,
1: barely. <laughs> no, honestly, barely. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I'll, I'll, I will. No, for like Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. this is. Just, I would say X Men in general. I have not read a lot of X Men. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of like like, I love Spider-Man, I love Batman mm-hmm. and stuff. I've read a lot of those. I would say X-Men is probably my weaker point in those mm-hmm. regards. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, uh,
1: but, I mean, I do have, I mean, a general understanding of the story. So, like... I guess you could say?
0: I think this one was, in a way, more faithful to the comic storyline than the Last end version. Yeah, um, in the sense
1: that, like, at the beginning... They went into space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then there was, the, you know, Jean Grey was um, involved with the solar flares.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> then, of course, it went off into a totally different kind mm-hmm. of place after that.
0: Which is usually what happens. Which anyways. is which is
1: fine, obviously.
0: Um,
1: um, you know, for reasons. Which makes sense mm-hmm. in the grander scheme of things in terms of, like, what happened with other Marvel movies recently.
0: Well, like, how did you, like, the look of this dark phoenix and like live action
1: huh i mean she looked yeah it looked pretty cool mm-hmm. i liked it
0: i like, i liked how like sinister she looked too yeah right? no,
1: definitely yeah
0: um but she wasn't even the big bad in this one it was more of jessica chastain's character oh, so like i don't know like are they even mutants or are they like aliens
1: well, they're supposed to be aliens mm-hmm. yeah because she's right she's supposed to be part of uh, like an alien race that was destroyed you know, by the the Phoenix, Mm -hmm. right?
0: And then she wanted to use those powers. Yeah. Right? So how did, what did you think of her? Like, for me, I love Jessica Chastain as an actor. Absolutely. But again, this is a thing where I don't know if they used her to her full potential, right?
1: Yeah, Um, just the way, like, yeah, this is in no way the the actress's fault, but, like, she was, like, a really weak bad guy for me. Yeah. It just it just didn't work,
0: and I feel like she had so much more potential because it was cool seeing her fight with the X Men and like the train scene. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like there wasn't like a wow, like it moment no. for her. I
1: think a lot of this also probably speaks to uh, the reshoots that happened,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: in terms of uh, certain things being similar to like Captain Marvel, for example, mm-hmm. where they probably where they had to like change like her characters kind of, you know, like where they were going with her character. Who
0: Jessica's, Jessica yeah. Jaston's character. Okay. Yeah. So what were they, because
1: I mean, I know um, like big biggest thing with the reshoot, they had to change uh, the ending because mm-hmm. it was a James Back was talking about this and how it was like similar to a recent uh, movie. But of course um, is it, it was really similar to um, Captain Marvel, apparently where um the ending involved uh, Jean Grey, like basically having like a big space battle. Like Wisties aliens, mm. um, of course, right, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just like Captain Marvel, and they also probably um, potentially, I guess, changed um, Jessica Chastain's like character arc mm-hmm. in terms of where it was probably similar to where she wasn't just this like bland bad guy, mm-hmm. but she might have actually been like a good guy. Okay. Um, yeah. Instead of
0: when they cast, yeah, because when... there was
1: no real like. There's nothing really with her character, right? Well,
0: because when they casted Jessica Chastain, like, her character was in, There was so much secrecy around her character. Yeah. Right? We didn't know about it. I think the one thing that I n- knew is that she was going to be a key member in t- into Jean Grey fully becoming, like, the Dark Phoenix. But right. that was it. And, again, it, it might have been a thing where there was a lot of expectation because Jessica Chastain is a great actress. But they just didn't use her to her full potential. Right? Yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah.
1: Um, I was actually, I was surprised that, uh, the actual ending battle was the train stuff. Um, oh, really? I was kind of, I don't know. I thought like, like that, that's it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was really hoping there was going to be a, like a larger set piece. And just this, like, was, random train battle. It
0: was really cool, though, to see Jean Grey, like, fighting all of those other aliens. Yeah. Because, um, like, really using her full power at, for good. Because, obviously, in later comics or, like, from that storyline, she eventually does use the Phoenix Force to, you know, for good. right? Yeah. Um, but... I think even before she had the Phoenix Force in her, I think she was already like a strong mutant. And even like you know, Charles Xavier alluded to that, right? And that's the that's also kind of the reason why he hid a lot of her past from her. Yeah, because I guess like you know, she didn't. He didn't want her to use like her, those emotions for for bad things, right?
1: Yeah. So it totally justifies the way he just manipulates her. And yeah, it's all so, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, moral <laughs> not almost, a
1: great guy in this moral know. of the
0: story it's okay to lie right Jeff?
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely wait <laughs> is that a reference to something no okay am i in trouble I... are you i don't
0: do you have something to be in trouble no with?
1: absolutely not <laughs> okay. so well... x-men
0: <laughs> so i mean if we look at the x-men movies in general um how would you kind of rank all of them because there is quite a few.
1: Yeah, and so of course, like we're not going to include the Deadpool ones in this. No, so because it's they're their own kind of. I don't want to include them in this. No,
0: no, no, no. Because they're their different thing.
1: But um, I mean, I'd say for me, there's definitely there's definitely like four movies which are like well above the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say so that's First Class, um, Days of the Future Past, Logan, and X Two. I would say those four are. Yeah, they're out they're well above all the other ones.
0: I'm trying to think what X2 was about.
1: <laughs> it was so long ago, right?
0: Yeah. Um yeah, you know what? I, I mean, do. it was
1: definitely the best of that original uh trilogy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for me, the way I would classify it is like I'll go the original and then I'll go like new. Um What does that mean? original I do like X2 and then X-Men and then the last Stand is like Dead Last. Um sure. With the new I'd put First Class, Days of Future Past, Dark Phoenix and then Apocalypse. Like I don't think Apocalypse I don't know. I, I can't There is Apocalypse
1: was so bad. There isn't
0: anything I liked about it. And the, again, it's a thing of you have Oscar Isaac in this role. Oscar Isaac in this role. Like
1: I felt so bad for him. It I did, can't believe like that's what they like. That's what they ready. put him in. That's it what he looked look, like.
0: They Sonic the Hedgehogged it.
1: Yeah, before that was a thing. Before
0: that was a thing. <laughs> like even the trailers, I'm just like, why does he look like that?
1: Yeah, like the guy from Power Rangers, right?
0: I, yes. <laughs> oh my god, like Ivan Ooze. Yeah, yeah. I that's the entire that's all I could think of. I'm like, oh my god, you look like Ivan Ooze. <laughs> like, I'm definitely ready for you to sell some weird, oozy stuff to a bunch of like kids who don't know any better (laughs) yeah yeah i can't can't.
1: it was so bad it was so bad
0: we might hate talk about it in a future episode but like just right now i I can't even i can't even i physically just cannot
1: that movie was unbelievable (laughs) i was so disappointed in that movie um for so many reasons
0: and then i guess with like the wolverine part of the x-men series i would say like logan um, the Wolverine, and then X-Men Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, definitely. for me, like, first class out it's of... It's funny,
1: actually, because all these kind of... The way you broke it down, all these movies definitely have... Like, all the different, like, series of movies kind of... They all have a definite worst one of the list. Yeah. Right? Like, the original ones, it's Lost Stand. Mm-hmm. Right? Of the new ones, it's uh, Apocalypse. definitely Apocalypse. Yeah. And then of the Wolverine ones, it's obviously Origins.
0: Yeah. I I, I don't know anyone who would be able to defend origins in any way no um you can't because of their stellar you know portrayal ryan reynolds was
1: really cool as deadpool when he was talking before they messed him up yeah i would say that but um, he
0: he got a redemption arc too yeah um, he- <laughs> but for me i think out of all of them first class is always will always probably be my favorite one
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think it was just great yeah. you know and it showed a new dynamic to the x-men series that we loved yeah right um and the only thing that i will say that they under you there's a lot of people that they underuse at these movies i don't know why it's like storm emma,
1: frost. emma <laughs> frost uh-huh
0: um and yeah and this one's storm
1: ah oh, i hate it so much like storm is so cool and just like ugh, they give her nothing
0: yeah but it's it's funny because the thing is like with days of future past days of future past is the the one movie in the entirety of the series that kind of jumbles up the timeline Mm -hmm. a bit right so it's one of those things where after days of future past technically x2 didn't happen yeah technically last name didn't happen yeah um so where does it go from there Right. Yeah. Um, no. So then it no course, this is a
1: thing with like the X Men like timeline in general. It's just it's been so confusing
0: because mm-hmm. like, like Log- they aren't
1: they aren't paying attention to their own timeline at this no, point. Because I mean,
0: what would Logan technically imply? Right. Yeah.
1: No. And um, it's like a thing where like these mute they don't age, right? No, no one ages well, like, until they, they suddenly age. They like, age weird 50 because like years.
0: They age weird because, like, in nineteen ninety two, it's like Magneto looks like Michael Fassbender, and then two thousand, he looks like Ian McKellen, and then you're just like, dude, what happened in those? <laughs> yeah, those are rough eight
1: years. <laughs> like, <laughs> go from who, Fassbender to McKellen, like,
0: <laughs> who hurt you? Like yeah, yeah. N- n- Again, nothing wrong with Ian McKellen. Absolutely, but it's just I love like, him. Whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a definite difference.
0: <laughs> right. Um, that one's like zero to one hundred real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um. But even like in the original series, like do you remember in the original X Men movie, like Halle Berry had like oh, some gosh. sort of accent, oh, so and bad. then Originally, it started disappearing. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: know. And about each movie, they're and like then
0: now like Alexandra Ship, you know, she's in this as Storm and Aurora Monroe, and she's got the accent, and you're just like, where is the consistency?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on here.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> you almost you just have to look at everything as like its own movie in a way because it nothing
0: adds up. No, nothing adds up at all. <laughs> so with X Men now going into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what what do you think that this will mean for for X Men?
1: Um. Well, I I know for me, like I, the way I would want to see Marvel handle it is they're gonna need to kind of like take a step back with x-men and like we're gonna need a couple of years just to kind of erase unfortunately the bad memories
0: yeah we're all, I think, we're all I think at this point we're all I think at this point we're all x-men out.
1: yeah I am I, <laughs> I am x-men though yes um yeah and just kind of take a step back I know I mean I'm pretty confident they're not gonna rush into this with mm-hmm. the x-men and they have no reason to mm-hmm. at this point like they're killing it with like their farm that they have going on right now mm-hmm. and they obviously have a full you know slate of you know, films kind of, you know, definitely lined up, Mm -hmm. which don't have to include the Mm X-Men. So I know for me, I would kind of, I would like to see them sort of slowly integrate the X-Men into like, you know, the Marvel um, Mm DMCU. Where it's like a thing where maybe... Say in like Black Panther, like storm will show up,
0: mm, right? right yeah,
1: something like that, or maybe you know, Captain Marvel, like rogue will show up,
0: yeah, that'd be cool,
1: you know, something something like that mm-hmm. where if you don't we don't really, you know we don't get a full team at first. we just kind of see little like snippets mm-hmm. like of the X-Men of this kind of
0: mm-hmm. and I think, um, I think with far from home pseudo confirming like multiple earths
1: potentially
0: potentially because obviously we don't know.
1: Because Mysterio... We don't
0: know, like, if Mysterio is really telling the truth, but if <laughs> some sort of pseudo-confirmation that there are multiple Earths... It would um, make a lot of sense, though. That, that would, It would
1: be a good direction.
0: That would definitely answer the question of where the X-Men were during Endgame. Yeah. Um, And it would answer that question of like, well, where have you guys been the entire time? Where has the fantastic for?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? It's perfect because it opens up like, it opens your, so you'll get opened up for like so many different like possibilities mm-hmm. where it explains like, oh, where these people have been. It all makes sense, you know? Yeah. As opposed to obviously them just like randomly showing up and like, you know, hey, where were you the last like 10 years?
0: Yeah, no, right? 100%. So... Um, I mean, for me, I think, yeah, I'm happy if they take their time with X-Men, especially as a series, because that series in general is really, it's a meaty series, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's its like Avengers level. There's just so many characters that you could potentially explore. Yeah, exactly. Um, and s- there's really so many routes you can go along with it. Yeah. So um, it does open it up to a whole bunch of possibilities, but I'm really hoping that, Marvel does take their time and it is they are smart with it. And, you know, Kevin Feige really uses this time to kind of ruminate and see what exactly what he needs from the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Um, and not just kind of rush into things. I think Fantastic Four is fine because to be honest, we haven't had great run with Fantastic Four movies. So I'm fine with them kind of moving that into like again 2022. That's still like two years, like three years from now. Yeah. Right. So if it is slated to release then I'm fine with that cuz I know that MCU will kind of take care of that franchise but with X-Men I will be fine if we don't see another X-Men movie for a couple of years.
1: Yeah, and no, I'm I'm fine. With or it.
0: even like a TV show. Yeah. You know, like that one I
1: No, yeah, I would honestly like the X-Men's a TV show. I would be a little more interested in that.
0: It helps with the the amount of characters that it has yeah right because in and of itself like x-men is entirely their own team right Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's like the avengers where you do need those years to kind of build it up um but yeah i mean that is it for our dark phoenix discussion we didn't hate it we didn't love it definitely better than apocalypse though
1: i mean it was better than apocalypse i would say that yeah i didn't love it but it was it was okay
0: yeah, it was good. It wasn't. Was I wouldn't
1: good. say good. It was, it was okay. good for
0: what it was. It was like, okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but if you guys agreed with anything we said or not, you can always let us know on social media at Facebook dot com slash this could get nerdy or Twitter slash Instagram at get nerdy pod. And if you want to listen to last week's episode, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll be back soon with another episode. Signing off. This is Sorrel. And I'm Jeff. And you're listening to This Could Get Nerdy.